Hello and welcome back to Babbling Brooks's. We're your hosts. I'm Charlie. And I'm Sonny. And today we will be reviewing the film Bumblebee. Yes. But before we get into that, I would like to address a couple of elephants in the room. Uh, There's no elephants in here. There, <gasps> there are none currently with us, although they could be invisible. You don't oh, know. Oh, right. You said there's none there. There's none there. There's none there. There's one on the ceiling right above you. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, it's nothing serious. It's just... Steve. I say elephants in the room. It's just a couple of things I like to address. Mainly some stuff about this podcast, but also um, just stuff outside the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, nothing. it's nothing bad. Uh, I thought I'd just clarify um, the most obvious thing, the lack of episodes. We are not dead. We are not dead. Um, we have not uploaded an episode since the start of the month on the 2nd. It's been that long. It's been that long. Wow. <sighs> Nearly t- three weeks. Jesus um, We've just been busy. Yeah, We've been very really busy. busy. Every time, we have been seeing a couple of films, several films in the cinema to review for the podcast. Some episodes that we're going to do for the future. And some that aren't um, Marvel films as well. Yeah, well, that's when we do the Marvel binge. But um, yeah. we, uh, we we went to see some films. We thought we were going to do some episodes on them for the podcast. But the problem was, we didn't have the time. No. <laughs> Outside of seeing those films, we just didn't have any time to, you know, actually crack up, crack open the laptop and just... Record. I had homework, you had essays. Well, I didn't have essays, I just, I've been helping out around the house. Yeah. I've was... been taking wherever I need to, I'm the man of the house, I need to, I need to lift the heavy stuff, I need to lift the logs for the um, furnace. And, and reach stuff. the top shelf as well. And reach the top shelf, I, I am, you, you and me both are quite tall compared to mum. Yeah. But I am the tallest still. Yeah, no, you're, I'm coming close. Yeah, you I, wish. I wish. Yeah, you wish. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm quite. I'm like. I'm keeping that quote in my head. You're gonna be crying. Oh, I'm gonna be crying in two months. Jake's already crying. Hmm? Jake's already crying. Oh yeah, our br- older brother Jake. He's probably crying already. He's the shortest out of all of us. <laughs> How old is he? He's. I can't remember. He's no. in his thirties. I mean, it's, he's either late twenties or early thirties. Was he born in the BC or AD? <laughs> that's that's more of a that's joke. Horrible. You, that's more of a joke you say to your parents. Let's be honest. Yeah, he speaks like a caveman as well. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I did. That was a good one. I'm going to give you a high five. You're going to hear the high five. That's how they speak. And that's him when he's sober. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that time. I still have the video recorded. Of when he ju- he, he was staying around our house to go okay. see out with his mates, weren't he? Yeah, right. I'm going to... This is this has got nothing to do with Bumblebee whatsoever, but I'm just going to say but a But we side babble. Stuff. We tend to babble. This is babbling Brooks's. This is... Yeah. We never stay on topic. That's not our thing. <laughs> uh, uh, there'll be chapters anyway. There'll be chapters. Yeah. So I was in bed. Couldn't fall asleep. 
it was cold. Put the duvet back on. It's hot. Then it's cold, and you get the gist. Two o'clock in the morning, the doorbell goes off. I think I came back from a night out with uh, my friends. I don't know where I was. I think I was. It's just I don't. I can't remember where I was. But I remember coming in late. I needed the key to open the door. But realising there was another key under the mat for Jake when he got back because he was out with his friends. Yeah. Back in Harlow in Essex, because he lives. Uh, where does he live? I keep forgetting the name of the place. It's somewhere in. It's not. He used to live in Basildon, but I always keep. It's, it's still Basildon. It's not really Basildon, Basildon, is it? I don't know, but it's, um, it's somewhere. He was down here. Visit. He uh, lives in a house. That's all you need to know. He <laughs> lives in a house. Well, I thought he was a caveman. He lives in a cave. Yeah, he just he came over because um, he was having a night out with his friends that still live in Essex. I think Basildon's part of Essex. Back in Harlow. Um, and enjoy that water. <laughs> you... yeah. What? Just... I, don't, I don't know. You might. They might hear you opening that bottle of water. Although, to be fair, the last day, a few days have been hot. No, I'm trying to do it. <laughs> my, my friend told me if you breathe in before you burp, it makes it loud. Like, <clears throat> oh my god, <laughs> it wasn't even that loud. No, but that, it probably been loud for the fucking mic. You did that directly into <clears throat> the mic. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for the advice, Jamie. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, Jake. Um, he stayed. Yeah, he stayed over, but he was so drunk that I moved into his old room at that this point. I'm in his old room bedroom. Mm. And he decides to come in at two o'clock in the Keep morning. Keep in mind, mum constantly said to him, there's a doorbell, no, no, not a door. well, there is a doorbell, but there's a key under the doormat. And he rung the doorbell, getting me out of bed and all that. Because I was asleep at that point. Yeah. And I haven't drunk. And I hope you haven't. No, You're I 15. Haven't. I haven't. But... From my understanding, there's several stages of being drunk. One stage is where you're just like getting into it, and there's several different stages. There's a you, stage. Do you mean between... stage or the type of reaction people have to alcohol? Stage. I would oh, say. you say stage. So there's a stage between energy <laughs> and like getting a bit like crazy. Annoying? Not, no, no, no. Like, well, so he, there's a bit between the annoying part and then there's just like, the, the, then you get into like the getting ill part. Like the. Well, I don't thr- think he was, he wasn't ill, was he? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's a stage in between that where you're just absolutely delusional. You mean, they're just, they've drunk so much that people are got, that you could have just said shit faced. Something like but that. He was, he, that's what he was. Jake, you were shit faced. If you're listening, you were shit faced. I honestly. think. We didn't settle down until four o'clock in the morning. Oh, I didn't settle down because I, w- I couldn't get the fuck out of bed. I'm there sleeping. like He's jumping I've, around. I've had a few drinks. I was on a night out with my friends. You want to sleep? I want to sleep. He wakes you up, to, so you have to let him in. Instead of going to the spare room, <laughs> he comes into my bedroom, his old bedroom, and fucking jumps on me. Underneath the duvet. No, 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 child. Do you want to know what happened, right? So he, he was. He said, as soon as I opened the door, he said, "Is Char home?" And I'm like, "Yes, obviously." Oh, and for he, fucks. And he was like, 
doing like a little giggle and then he ran upstairs and I can imagine the giggle the and just jumped on you on purpose. It wasn't because he thought that was his room, it's because it was on purpose. I know he did it on purpose. I had a feeling that he did it on purpose. Honestly. Uh, yeah. That was a that was a story. Five minutes. Of uh, just babbling about our brother's drunk antics. The babbling brothers. But Bumblebee. We were we haven't got to that bit yet. No, we haven't. Even <laughs> we got to we, that we, bit. we we still need to address the elephants, uh, wherever they are. He's no, he's on the ceiling. Oh, he's still on the ceiling. He's still oh. on the ceiling. Hi, Michael. <laughs> I don't know why I picked Michael. I don't know why I picked it's that Mac. name. His name's Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Mac fish. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, um, we haven't had that much time to do a few episodes, have we? No, not at all. We've been just we've just been busy. Um, there's been a, a lot going on in the past few weeks. We've wanted to do another episode on anything, any films that we've made seen. We saw Transformers Rise of the Beast. We saw The Flash. The Flash. We saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And most recently, we saw Nope. We saw Nope. We did. We didn't go see the cinema to see that, but we saw that a couple of days ago. Because you and me wanted to see it. I wanted to see it because I love Jordan Peele. And... I've heard this is his most ambitious film yet. And I, I just, curious. from the trailers and just the mystery, I wanted to see it. I was just curious. You were just curious. I said to mum, you want to watch a film tonight with us? Because she said, we need to watch a film tonight. We need to spend some time together as a family. Yeah. I didn't mention the fact that it was... It's a horror film. It was a horror film. Not horror horror, but there's a, <laughs> there's a sequence in the middle where... And you had to like... Mum was screaming like a maniac. And she, <laughs> she grabbed the pillow... To hide and smoke. she's like, ah, ah. she starts smacking you and saying, "Give me the pillow, <laughs> give me the pillow," because she wants to hide behind the pillow with her glass of wine, wine in her hand. Because there's a little bit in the towards the middle of the film where something horror esque happens. There's a lot of jump scares, and she didn't like it. No. <laughs> Obviously, no, she didn't. She doesn't yeah. like horror, but no. you like you like horror. You've grown. You're getting into it. You're getting into it. Getting I've into always it. been a fan of horror. I've, when I was a your age, mum would never let me watch a horror, but I've been watching a lot since. I just love the genre. Mm. It's going to be like a quick, it's going to be like breaking into it. Like, I'm at the beginning stage. I feel like the final horror film I'm ever going to watch mm. is got is going to be a horror film with a clown in it. Because for the, <laughs> That's the film that's going to kill you off. It's going to kill me. Because for those <laughs> of you who don't know, like, I know some of my friends will probably know, I have chlorophobia. Fear of clowns. Fear of clowns. And it's is it more of clowns or more of Pennywise from the 2017 and 2019 films? It's just clowns. You just don't like clowns? I just don't like clowns. That's fair enough. Because like, I know you don't like Pennywise. You Every time I'm watching something and it mentions oh, he's hor- it, he's horrific. I have to pause the video. I'm, and I'm going up to my room. It's He's horrific looking. I mean, Bill Skarsgård gives a terrifying performance. And then what's you got like Art the Clown, Twisty the Clown, yeah, from American Horror Story and Terrifier. Oh, no, no. See Terrifier, I've never been scared of Art the Clown. I think he's creepy. He's just... creepy, but I I've never been scared of him. But I just don't like him because he's a clown and he's just he is creepy. It's more creep. You get more creeped by him than terrified by him. Yeah. If you don't like clowns, you're not gonna like Pennywise. Creeperfire. Creeper fire, <laughs> creeper fire. That's a good one. Uh, well, his ears and butt. Yeah, I just, you know, yeah. It's just, I'm just trying to be nice. I, I got a laugh at least. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we watched Nope. 
we've watched we've watched a load of films for us to review on later for the ep- the podcast and um I don't know. I've just uh, we've we, we like we say we haven't had the time. So this week we had a few time on uh, we had a bit of time on our hands. I thought let's get an episode out. And and while we were during the spare time that I had myself, where I couldn't do a podcast episode with you. Yeah. I was right. I was doing a bit of research for another episode I have planned for the future. This goes into the next bit of our updates. Yes, it does. Um. And we mentioned it in a previous episode. I can't remember which one it was. It's probably the most recent one, Spider-Verse. But it was about the writer's strike in Hollywood. The WGA writer's strike of 2023. Um, and it's a big topic. I've done a lot of research on it. And there's a lot I want to say about it. And I expect it to be similar, similar to the superhero, superhero fatigue, fatigue episode, episode. In that it's probably going to be over an hour. But with chapters, I will definitely implement chapters into that episode because... Thank you, Huey. We're going to need it. We're going to need it. But I've been trying to do a lot of research and I'm still haven't finished my research. I'm still trying to write the script, the, the stuff I want to say. So I thought, fuck it. We're not going to do that as our next episode. We'll do a review, a review episode. And I think the one we obviously wanted to get out of the way first were... The two Transformers films in its reboot timeline. So that's Bumblebee and Transformers Rise of the Beast. Tra- Bumblebee's the first one. Let's get Bumblebee out of the way. Because we did rewatch that before we went to see Rise of the Beast. Yes. I wouldn't say it's necessary viewing. They even said you didn't have to necessarily watch it to understand. You don't. Like, I, I didn't remember much But it's it. nice to know that this universe is the continuation. It's not just like a another film they made of the Transformers that's just not in the same continuity. Yeah, which is you know I'm I, I'm glad because I'm liking this new um, direction the franchise has taken. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot more like the original Transformers media. Yeah, the we'll get yeah. That's going to be one of your points. That's going to be one of my points. After I was going to say one of the, my favorite bits of the, these new films, but um, I don't think there was anything else other than the fact that. Um, you, like I say, we haven't got enough time, so you haven't been able to do the um, TikTok either. Yeah, no, I was going to mention that. Um, I forgot about that, actually. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. I have, uh, Like I say, I... The TikTok, <laughs> I literally have had zero time to do it. Like, genuinely no time to do it. Whether that's because I've been busy with someone else, or there was just another hobby that I thought... That it takes would... a lot to take Ed- some yeah. clips, and then try and... Well, audio clips, and integrate them into a um, video format for TikTok. And make it look good as well. Make it look good and sound interesting with sound effects. And having to subtitle it as well. Yeah, no, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to make it look interesting and all that. It's not... It's not doing great so far. And also, let's be honest, you've got to get through shit ton of hours of fucking babbling. Yeah, also, I've got like a crap ton of hours editing as well. Hmm. Just, just honestly, yeah. It's honestly, yeah. It's so we haven't, you haven't been, you haven't been, been able, to. you haven't been able to do that, which is a shame. It's, but hopefully we could get around to that. If you can't, then it's fine. I just it's want it to, work. I just want it to be like a place where we can send some of our clips to actually get people to listen to the podcast. That's so the, they get a taster. That's you the want idea, that, don't you? It's, the, it's not. This is not like showing 
I remember I shared a clip of the fir- the one you did for the first episode, the introduction episode that was yeah. quite shitty, but because it was rushed, but um, <laughs> but uh, it was about was the it, it was about the, it was about the origin of the term babbling brook, and um, I put that on Instagram and Snapchat, and I had people be like, you know, that's this is quite funny, just two brothers having you know playful banter and mm. being idiots talking about shit. Yeah, this, so, this is what this this is what this podcast is. This is literally films for idiots. It is. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of doing a TikTok channel, uh, channel, TikTok account called "Explained for Idiots" or "Explained <laughs> by an Idiot." Why? I already started doing it, but I just realised that editing and doing that would take so much. Also, I didn't have a proper like uh, microphone, speaker, or whatever. Well, you've. You got one now. Oh, we got one. You're gonna now. have to try and see if you can hook up these microphones to um because your what, phone. What I was gonna do is just like, for example, my first one was gonna be on Breaking Bad, and the fact that explained for idiots, explained for idiots, or explained by an idiot. But that's something I can do in the future. That's a side mission. Hmm. Once you finish Breaking Bad, well, you can review that as a show. Like well, each, each individual that. season. Still haven't finished. Where that. you're at? Um, are you still at the Bear Call Saul episode? No, I'm not a couple episodes past that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you're probably towards... I'm nearly season three. You're nearly season three. You're probably towards the end of season two. See, the thing is, I have a brief idea of what happens, but I don't know for 100%. This is why I'm, like, watching it. Because there are... Um, this, this season in particular was infamous for it. Every few episodes starts with black and white imagery in its prologue. Yeah. And you're not going to know what those are until you've seen the finale. And when I first watched it, I was it's like, oh, oh, okay. I, it wasn't as mind-blowing because I had an idea that that was going to ha- happen, especially since everyone seems to do it now. But um, yeah, for Breaking Bad at the time, it was very big. I, I don't get it. What do you mean I, you don't get it? The black oh, you, and white imagery. You, you don't, oh, you don't get it. Okay, you'll see. I'll see. But see. Um, yeah, you haven't been able to do the TikTok. Uh, I haven't been able to uh, finish my script for The Writer's Strike. So let's get this. So well, we still got a f- few things to say, or maybe just one thing. Let's just, I don't know. Let's just get these episodes but out of the way. Let's get these episodes as much as possible out of the way whilst trying to enjoy ourselves. Yes. Because we do want to enjoy ourselves. That actually brings us to my final update, and that's how um, we're going to approach uh, these film and TV show reviews. Because um, obviously. That's probably what most of these episodes will always be about, is that we're reviewing something, and then now again we'll have a big topic sort of episode where we have topics to discuss, like superhero fatigue and the writer's strike. So most of it will probably... But those are big, and they'll probably be over hours long. So, uh, the most of the content will probably be these the film reviews and the TV reviews. But mm. I think... We need to approach them a bit differently. As much as I enjoyed doing the review of Into the Spider-Verse, as much as we'd said we, what we liked, what we thought could have been better, and what we thought about overall, I don't think we did uh, as much of a surface to it as possible. No. We were talking about how excellent it was, but we, and, we went to, and we said why it was excellent, but I don't think we credited the amount of effort that went into it. I feel like what we should do... Eventually, when we do our Across the Spider-Verse review, we should 
talk use, about the process for use, the first one. Yeah, use like the first like couple minutes of the f- uh, first like the. F- what am I saying? The I don't first know. first couple. Of, I don't know anymore. First couple of minutes in the actual episode to touch on Spider Verse and everything that happened in it. Like. You mean just like um just. What I was going to say is that we could spend the first few minutes talking about the effort that goes into it. See? The stuff that I want to do is mention the people involved in it, who directed it, who wrote it. So you get a sense of these types of people, and you know where you're going into it. And if there's something you don't like about the film, you can attribute that to a certain person. Not that you should criticise them as people, but you know, you can be critical of their work. That's... Fair, you know, that's fair. That is fair. You could say, this is not as strong. For the future, they could do it better. You know? I tell, For Bumblebee, um, I've done a bit of research into it, and there's stuff that I want to talk about. So, um, yeah, I think from now on, when we talk about stuff, we're going to talk about um, people involved, the process of making something, and, you know, all the... Just the behind the scenes. Just, just a bit of behind the scenes information. Not only could it be a bit of trivia for people who may not know, you know, because you're not looking it up to see to learn about this stuff. I do that, but I know most of my friends don't. But um, and it's yeah, it, it's a bit of trivia. It's fun to learn, but also it could serve as commentary on the project's quality. You know, like I say, if um, you thought it was um, not really well directed or really well written. Look at the people who did write and direct it. Look at their previous work. And you get a sense, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, apart from that, um, we could start that sort of approach with this episode. Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Oh. Oh. <laughs> every episode. Every episode, there has to be an oh. Did you do one in the last one? I can't remember. Yes, I did. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, um, Bumblebee. Um, for those of you who don't know which, why, what's wrong with you? Who, yeah, who are you? Bumblebee is a 2018 science fiction action film, and it's based on Hasbro's Transformers toy line. Now, Transformers has always been one of my favourite IPs growing up as a child. I love the cartoons, most of them that I've seen, and the films, the Michael Bay films, are... I'm not gonna lie, they are a staple of my childhood. I love them as bad as they can get. Except The Last Jedi. That could f- last Jedi. The Last Knight. <laughs> that could fuck off. Everything with the last in. Well, name me an instance where a film with the, the last in it is good. Um, well, the prob- there's only two of us as far as I can name. Well, the, the Last Knight and, and The, the last, last Jedi. Jedi. But Last uh, Jedi, I think, is. Okay, I don't think it's as bad as everyone, most Star Wars fans would say it was, but at the same time, it's quite flawed. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's anywhere worse than, um, I don't know, the pre- the first two prequels, or The Rise of Skywalker, you know? Yeah. But I don't know, I don't know. But that's probably something for later, whenever I get someone on here... Who wants? Who watches Star Wars? I, I just don't really like it. Oh, well, I can't be asked. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. It's not. I'm not bashing like you it. for it, but especially since that the first film you saw from Star Wars was Last Jedi. Yeah, no. I was thinking. You know what? I'm gonna get into Star Wars. It's gonna be the <laughs> film that I watch, and then it was Last Jedi, and I was like, oh. But at the same time, is it stupid that 
We made you. We took you to see Last Jedi. Yet you had no fucking clue what was going on. Yes, it was. Because this is the eighth honest. film in a nine-film saga. Why would you start at Infinity War? You know. Mm. Honestly, but that's probably uh, on our fault. I don't know if I invited you or Dad invited you. I don't was, know what happened. I think it was Dad. Probably Dad. Yeah, he probably would take you to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, the Transformers. I've always been a fan of Transformers. The first Transformers film. Has its fans now. People will say it's a good film, and I think it's a good film. Uh, it's probably the only Michael Bay film that I think is, from what the films I've seen by him, that I think is pure goodness. It's not flawed. Well, it is flawed, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's not yeah. as bad as the. It's others. not as bad as like it's got. A, I think a fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Out I think f- nowadays it probably gets sixty, this especially one... since you get. The Fast and Furious films, which have a higher score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. This, out of all the ones, this one sucked the least, basically. Out of all the Michael Bay films, uh, Transformers films, it sucked the least, yeah. Um, the second one, that is a subject I will talk about in the writer's strike. And, yeah. That was affected by it, wasn't all, it? It was, which we'll get to when we do that episode. Do but, that episode. yeah, I just, I think, all, I just, I've Stay always... tuned. Stay tuned. I've always been a fan of the Transformers films, except for last night, as I've said. Uh, growing up now, I do realise that they are flawed. Most of them are. They are really flawed. But the only one I genuinely don't like is the last night. The rest of them, I have at least some fun with them. There's a bit of nostalgia I have with them. But outside the films, I've always watched the cartoons. I ha- always had toys about them. I love Transformers as a concept. Mm. Alien robots that could turn into fucking vehicles. And then they collab with Angry Birds. Like, come on. And that's your introduction into um, yeah. Transformers. Yeah, Angry Birds Transformers was a goated game. Not as good as Angry Birds Epic. That still holds the title as the best Angry Birds game. And I will stand that point to the day I die. I'm just saying this now. I don't think there's any Angry Birds fans who's going to argue with that. Because I don't think any Angry Birds fans are listening because they don't exist. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Well, probably the ones that used to play it as a kid. Like, there's... there's I get what you mean. Like, there's no Angry Birds fan that is, like... There's no, like, a- adult Angry Birds fan, but it's just all the... Well, when... Ki- I mean, teens. as a kid, you don't really... You you don't um, judge something on ha- its overall quality. You just don't judge it on it, whether or not it entertains you, you know? Yeah. As a kid, you're going to be entertained by certain films than others... As a kid, I enjoyed Batman Forever and Batman and Robin more than Batman 1989 and Batman Returns. Now, it's completely opposite. Because as an adult, I, I base stuff on subjective quality or objective quality. Yeah, well, Angry Birds Epic was just a good game overall. But I, like I say, it's your that was your introduction to um, Transformers, wasn't it? Yeah, and then I used to get, like, your old action figures and all that. And yeah, you started playing with me with those... Um, toys um but you've never seen any of the michael bay transformers films indeed i have not maybe in the future i can convince you to do it we'll have to see convince me (laughs) no thank you hopefully the new universe is good for me yeah so bumblebee is the sixth installment in that live action in the live action transformers film series and um i was I've already mentioned 
I think I have. I don't know. It, well, oh, I, it, oh, no. Um, did I say it was the first not to be directed by Michael Bay? You might have, but also I think these people might have, like... If they have more than two functioning brain cells, they might have been able to put that together. Well, it's people, like I say, people don't... They People just watch a <laughs> film and just enjoy it, and I don't judge them for that. But, you I know, th- I think people should not be, you know... Say like, oh, something's shit because um, it's were, different. I thought you were about to say. I was it? about to say, like, I, I will stand on the hill that 2021's The Suicide Squad is better than the 2016 Studio Squad oh. because James Gunn does a better style. It's pure filmmaking. Now this. And I'm, although it's different, doesn't mean it's fucking bad. I'm going to go off the routes. I know someone, well, I know several people that think the old Suicide Squad is better than the new one. You lot... Are absolute. <laughs> I am raising my voice. You lot are absolutely delusional. Look, I they- don't know what you find good about the first one. The Joker sucked. The villain sucked. There were only like two characters that I actually liked, being Harley Quinn and Deadshot. That's it. Mm-hmm. No one else really caught my eye. Actually, Captain Boomerang. He, he was just Captain a, Boomerang. He was a silly, quirky, underrated. Silly, quirky. It's guy. probably because it's the only role Jai Courtney has ever like gave a really, really good performance as. I mean, he's a great actor. He's a good actor. I mean, he's an alright actor. I just outside of Captain Boomerang, I can't name a single performance by him that I think he's just was good. synonymous with the character. Yeah, he is. But if they reboot when they reboot re- when they reboot DC, if they decide to bring him back after spoiler alert, he's deaf in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I hope they bring him back as that character. I but only because he's just synonymous, and it's like. Amanda Waller, uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. It's just perfect casting. And there's not a single character I dislike inside of... In... The Suicide in, Squad. In the Suicide Squad. In the, in, the, in the 2020 one. 2022, isn't it? Yeah. 2022. But people it. will say like, oh, it's a bit different. Well, I'm like, no shit, because... It's a different, it's a different director. You know, it's a different style to it. And James I, Gunn... James Gunn, in my opinion... Well, it, well, James Gunn is my favourite director. Is he really? Yeah. Fair enough. Guardians of the Galaxy, best trilogy. One of the best trilogies in media. I'm going to put that out there. That's fair. One of the best I mean, trilogies people in are saying that now, media. People being like, oh, is it? here's a hot take. Guardians of the Galaxy is not only the best comic book trilogy of all time, it's one of the greatest. And I'm like... It's not really a hot take. It's not really some, a hot take because most people put it on fucking Instagram. Some people would YouTube. agree. Or YouTube. Some people would agree. Some people would agree. It's just a... It's director's vision, and I think that's the thing that makes that I always look for in films. If there's a film that a director was clearly attached to that he had no passion for, you or any tell. style to, you can tell. And I've never liked those sort of films. I mean, they could some of them could be good, but I always prefer pure director's vision films over others. I prefer The Suicide Squad over 2016 Suicide Squad because... 20, not only was the Suicide Squad Gun's pure vision, the the one from 2016 is not the pure vision of David Ayer. The Warner Brothers re, like famously um, reshot and re-edited his film without his permission. It is not his vision whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah, um, I just I've always said uh, prefer director's vision over that, and that's probably why I like. But will be to an extent because it's, while it's not vision vision, at least the writer and director came in with 
an idea with passion, with style. Michael Bay does love his action, and he's great at action. He's a not a terrible director, but he's more style than substance. Style over substance. He has ideas that he forces his screenwriters to try and put into his films. There's no... BBB. <laughs> the, the triple B filmmaking. Boobs, butts, booms. You, you could go through every Michael Bay film and you'll probably see those three Bs at some point mm. in the films. A shot of a woman's tits. A shot of either a man's ass or um, some, some girl's cheeks coming through the fucking short jeans or whatever. Anytime you get, he gets fucking Megan Fox bending over her motorcycle... Jesus Christ. Or Michael Bay. And most like, definitely, you're always going to see in these fucking films, oh, booms. No, an explosion at some sort. An explosion of some sort. Jesus Christ, Michael Bay is such a weird guy. He's not... He's got a style to him, and people <laughs> probably don't like the the way he objectifies women, which is fair. But at the same time, he has his strengths. Although I'm not justifying his... He's not... Yet. I'm not justifying his objectification of women, because that's not something you should be doing. But... Uh, I don't think I don't know. He's just, he's a very mixed bag of a director. You either love what he he does with the camera it's the and last... the action and the directing, but you can hate him for his characters, the writing, he's the, the last, plot. He's the last Jedi of directors. <laughs> probably is. Yeah, you can probably say that he's the last Jedi of directors. That's probably a good description. You either love it or hate it, right? Bumblebee. Yes, Bumblebee. So, uh. It is the first film... I nearly forgot the film we were reviewing. <laughs> the f- actual film we need to be reviewing. What are we reviewing? <laughs> Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Bee. So, uh, Bumblebee. As I said, it's the first film not to be directed by Michael Bay. Um, and you could tell that straight away. The, the way it's shot, it's filmed, the style, the aesthetic. It's, uh, it's directed by Travis Knight and written by Christina Hodson, who, um, well... Talk about Travis first. I don't like saying Knight as a surname. I would, I would have. Something we didn't mention earlier. This is <laughs> we're veering off track again. Again. But this we'll is actually. This, we'll make this quick. But this is. We'll make this quick. This is actually the second take of this episode. We did one yesterday, and we it was late. Um, I didn't. F- I think halfway through, I gave up. You and me just gave up, and we just wanted to end the review and. I, I said could, to you, I could see the elephants in the room. <laughs> you could see the elephants. I could see them. Um, we just, I before I went to bed, I said to you, I, I'm not happy with what we recorded. We need to do it again. Oh, so right. you were like, oh, that's fine. I didn't feel it either. We should probably do it again. Good yeah. thing we did because I crack open my laptop this morning. It turns nothing. out the There's... the fucking video, the, the the audio recording didn't save. Oh. So it's a good thing I noticed that because. And as soon as possible, because that way we could get this episode over and done with. Yes. But anyway, back to the thing. As I'm in that, the last recording, I was talking about how I don't know. It's weird to have the. <laughs> no offense to you, Travis, if you ever listen. Um, but Knight is a weird surname. Whenever I say Knight, I just I don't know. It's it's not a Imagine surname. I just you know armor. when you say like Brooks or um, Galvin or. Or, um... Hegarty. Hegarty. <laughs> or, you know what I mean. Like, it's not a... So, I'm, I'm just going to call him Travis. I'm sorry, so. I went... I, I called... I called Michael by 
Bay. I've kept calling him Bay. But I'm starting to call my friend Sophie. She hates her last name. Um, I'm starting to call her Hegart. Hegart. Uh, her name's Hegarty. Well, her name's not Hegarty. It's Sophie, but her last name's Hegarty. So yeah. Well, okay. That's... We have weird. We have weird last names in our friend group. Well, ours is not weird, is it? It's. it's... Are we one of the outliers in this? I mean, your friend group. One of them's Bull. One of them's Serb, and one of them's Bostock. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was choked. That I was, was taking a sip from my Lucasade can and I choked. <laughs> that's Ronnie's last name. What was it? Bostock. Bostock. I thought you said, I thought you said something else. Ro- Ronnie Bostock. Oh, God. Okay. I'm sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> just, I just uh, call me off guard. We have Tyrrell, we have Almonds. Yeah. Yeah, as I was saying, I think we'll just ref- I'm going to just refer to Travis by his first name. Yeah. So Travis wrote, uh, well, he didn't write, he directed this film. Uh, it's actually, he's, it was his first live action film. This is only his uh, second endeavour as a director, and his first as a live action, as a live action film. Because he previously worked as an animator at the stop motion studio, uh, Laika. Yeah. The, uh, studio behind... Such stop motion animated films as Paranorman, Coraline, and um, Box Trolls. That's I was trying to remember it then. Yeah, uh, I think he's currently the CEO of that studio. So good on him. Good lad. But he, the uh, one film that he's actually directed himself, which is his first di- his directorial debut, Kubo and the Two Strings. I w- w- review is good for that film. I've never seen it. I've never had. Uh, I've never. It just never gravitated to me. But not that I thought it was shit. I just it was in my cup of tea. Neither. Maybe I'll watch it someday. But someday we do it. That was Travis. <laughs> that was Travis's first film, obviously animated. But this is his first live action film, and you. I wouldn't. I don't know how it works in Hollywood, but I wouldn't really trust a first time director in live action with a uh, hundred million dollar blockbuster in your IP. Good thing they did to be honest. But good thing they did because Travis at least had some skill as a director. I think he was I think this film is a really well directed film. And I'm going to be honest, if you don't agree that this is Bombay's the best live action film in the Transformers series, you're, 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 you can't deny it. This is probably the best directed film. Or if anyone thinks that there's a film in the Transformers, I mean, of course franchise. you can you could prefer Michael Bay's style of action over Travis, but if I think you love the butts, boobs, and booms, <laughs> if you love the three Bs, but I just prefer this style of filmmaking, very character focused, and the way he visualizes this film as well. well. I'll get to this in a sec, but I've got to see, I've got to check my notes quickly. What I said, yeah. So um. He compared working in live action to his previous work in stop motion and he said um, something along the line of how he treats scenes that feature the Transformers as if they were animated scenes. He makes extensive use of storyboards, he breaks down the action in the script, he plans out all the details and you could tell that from his direction. The fact that you could see the Transformers clearly, you know what's going on, you never feel confused about what the fuck's going on. Where, which you can do some, you feel sometimes with Michael Bay's films, the shaky cam and the very similar d- character designs for the Transformers. It could get very 
confusing who's who's punching who sometimes. Mm. But in spite of Knight's, I keep calling him Knight. <laughs> in spite of his uh, directing style differing from the previous film's style, all the other Michael Bay films, uh, Bay never tried to force Travis to change the film's story-focused direction. No, you got to give him respect for that. You got, I give him respect for that. I think Michael Bay could have. He'd probably been a producer who was um, very on board. You could have been like, okay, you need to do it this way or that way. I'm not directing it, but I'm still in charge. So I respect Michael Bay for, instead of supporting Travis during production... Oh, I did mention... I forgot to mention that um, Travis, obviously, is the one directing this film. This is the first one not to be directed by Michael Bay, but he's still involved. He still acts as a producer. So, you know, he's still... Given the money, he's still. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's what producers do in studio in just filmmaking. There be, just there to be in the credits. Just there to be in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, that's true. Yeah, my name's up there first. <laughs> nah. I don't know what they have to do. Do, I, do they finance it? Do they? I don't know what producers do for in films. Just I always sit wonder. there and look pretty. <laughs> um, Travis also used a lot of elements from. The original cartoon, like the old, old one, this, the, the, the original that I used to have on DVD, that would I would watch so much that the, eventually the DVDs were worn out from me watching them so much. Yeah. Um, he borrowed a lot of elements from that original TV series and the Generation 1 era of the franchise, the toy line that, those, that was based on the cartoon or the cartoon was based on. I don't oh. know which was first, but... We've got company. Do we? Yes, we do. Oh, you were here earlier. Yes, he's back. All right. All right. Um, you don't mind if you can still listen. I'll still. I'll, if I can shout something out, and it'll probably pick up in the mic. I'm good. If if not, um, for those of my friends who know who this is, this is Madam. She's a. Three- okay, let me. I'll exp- I'll explain. You go sort it out. All right. Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen, but we've had uh, a disruption to our podcast. We've had uh, an intruder. You had wet. Um, we live by a lake, uh, a pond, lake. <laughs> and normally we have a load of animals running around by our house. We have foxes, we have water rats. We have ra- yeah, I was going to say rats. We, we have, have rats. Yeah, I'm not very sure if you can hear in the audio. That's a loud meow. But we have a visit from this uh, cat called, we call Madam. We don't know her real name. Because my our mum would just does not want to learn the real name because she doesn't want to know who their her actual owners are. Just because like she's scared. She's um she's scared that her name's gonna be like Pixie or something like that. Is that the reason she said? Yeah, she's scared that her name is gonna be like something some shitey um yeah. gypsy name. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So um. Uh, yeah, um, so she always comes around asking for cat biscuits that we kept when we had our cat, Vincent, around. Though he passed away a couple of years ago. Love Rest in peace, mate. Vincent. Love, miss you, mate. But, uh, are you getting a snack? You're supposed to just feed her and then come back to the podcast. Yeah, then I feed myself. Oh, dear. You carry on. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, just apart from the fact that we've been interrupted by her... The second time today, because she came in the morning when you were at school, oh. and now she's here again, eating more biscuits. We, you don't live here. 
You're extortionist. What? You you bleed us dry. She's not even listening. She's just having her biscuits. Let's go back to Bumblebee. Where were we with Bumblebee? I've lost track. This is... I don't know what I'm going to call this chapter. The distraction chapter. Mm-hmm. We had... We, one of the chapters from the last episode was called Rodent Distraction because we saw the fucking water rat, rat, water rat in the garden just running about that we feline saw and we just... Visit. Feline visit. Feline visit. We're going to call this one feline visit. That's a good one. Yeah, so... um, A lot of elements from the Generation 1 toy line and the original t- cartoon series was borrowed. A lot of elements were borrowed from those things for this film. Including the fact that the characters, the Transformers in this film, are designed as they were in the um, in those in those era in th- that particular era of uh, the franchise, and that brings a lot of nostalgia to this film. I think there's a lot of nostalgia seeing those noises, like those designs again. You have Pierre Cullen come back as um, I don't know if that's how you say his surname, Cullen. Return as um, Pierre Cullen returns as Optimus. Always great to hear him. He is just Optimus. There's no one else other than him. I think there's there's obviously been other actors, but I don't think anyone's ever risen to the the height that Pierre Cullen has with uh, voicing Optimus. He's just Autobots roll out. And also hearing the the classic transforming noise is just music to my ears. Mm. So yeah, the, the. the design and style of the film it borrows a, borrows a lot of elements from that era of the franchise, and I'm here for it. It's just this film is aesthetically beautiful to my eyes. It's just honestly, the first three minutes of this film is pure Transformers fan service, and you could say, oh, it is just pure fan service. Your yeah. eyes widen, but yeah, rewatching. I, of course, it's fan service. I'm the fan that's being served, you know. Yeah. So I just think, and that's probably the fa- my favorite bit of this film. Just the free free. You were just like before. literally just staring at. The I was just like, like, oh my days. Oh, this is a car. This is the cartoon come to life. This is Transformers. Yes. Yeah. Just the aesthetic of this film is beautiful. I love that they stick to the more cartoonish design. That not that that's a bad thing. I'm glad that they stick to design because, as cool and realistic, the designs were for the Bay films. And the CGI for them are still pretty good to this day. What are you looking at, Cap? It's quite... <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> you, are you okay? Oh, God, another distraction. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, this film is just... Where are you going? As a perfect pr- preference. Well, she should leave. She's interrupted the podcast enough already. If she's not... Look, if she's not going... Or if she is going, lock her out because she don't belong here. And he's just ignoring every word this I'm is saying. Segregation. Segregation, my ass. Cat's cat lines matter. Oh dear. Hey. This is one of the problems we had yesterday. We we just kept getting distracted to the point that we had no energy. I, I kept getting distracted. You kept getting distracted. You just fiddle with anything on the table. She has a tail like a raccoon. She does. She has a beautiful tail, don't you, madam? No, madam, no, I'm not thinking you are. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know what, no, I have an idea. You continue with the talking. I have an idea. Okay. Watch the finesse. Yeah. Um, I, as a fan of the original series, I have that nostalgia for the stuff, and I still enjoy Michael Bay's, uh, the character designs for the Michael Bay films, even if the 
action could get a bit confusing with the same sort of CAD designs fighting each other. You don't know who's who. But I, I, I like Michael Bay style. I just seeing these characters come to life as they are in the series. It's just it's beautiful. It's honestly beautiful. As a long time fan of the series, I'm just I'm just pleased with how um, great the CGI and the directing and the character designs are. The aesthetic is perfect. What's happening now? Yes. She gone? God, she better she better be gone in a sec. After two doses of biscuits, I think she'll she'll be all right. Cause I think Mum bought ones with catnip in. So <laughs> she's trying to drug her. Yeah, no, we, me and my mum, well, me and mum had this conversation. She's just gonna be going around to all the other cats saying, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> this house, right? It's got the best catnip in the world." Or like, Fucking hell, sounds like a druggie. Like a full one, like she's been doing it quite a while. Do you want to buy some internet? Snort lines of catnip. Do you want to buy some chloroform? Do you want to buy some dreamies? <laughs> Fucking hell, oh, you weirdo. Dreamies, so, yeah, the cat what biscuits. You, so I've said what I want to say about Travis's direction. What were, what do you think? I tell my, my, like, biggest, like, well, one of my biggest like praises for this film is it looks a lot more realistic than the Michael Bay films, in my opinion. You think it looks realistic, don't you? Not that the other ones seem realistic. I think one of the reasons is the lighting. Yeah, yeah, the lighting. I'll tell you what. Sorry, I'm eating a hula hoop. I'm I, I'm bad. <laughs> but you did have a snack earlier, so rations. Rations. You didn't have to chomp it for fuck's sake. Crunch. Look, there's a. I'm just looking on the audio <laughs> file now, and there's one massive spike from the crunch. There's one line that represents the crunch. Honestly. Now that just sounds like a zombie villager. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you was. Yeah, the lighting. It, the, to tell you what, it doesn't look as grimy. No, as that's the, the thing. As the cinematography does for, um,. Michael Bay's films. It's a lot more vibrant. A lot more vibrant, less gritty. I don't know, people will probably prefer the style. I just, I don't know. As a, as a personal preference, as a fan, I have more nostalgia for the old cartoon. Did you burp? Was that a burp? <coughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's a good thing I mark these episodes as ex- ex- explicit on <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> Why? Because of my idiocy. It, no, your vulgarness. Huh? Your vulgarity. That's a long word. Uh, I don't think the first one was. The vulgarity is a word, but um, vulgarness, I don't think, is. Still a long word. What, vulgarity? I don't know. Don't, don't tap out on me now, come on. Right. Slap me around the back of the head, please. No. Okay, no, I just need to get someone going. I need to get, like, the... Oh, just end. fucking say something. Right. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Lighting, very good. Very much better. Um... Is there any more points that would you like to make before we? I'd say let's do the plot in a sec. We'll do the plot. In, we'll do a plot in a sec. I'm. Um, I'm just talk. I'll get the my notes out of the way after you've done your stuff. But is there anything else about Travis's the way the film looks? I just think it like the shots are much better. It looks a lot cleaner. It looks a lot more polished. 
That mm. might that might just be because it's a later film. I don't even think it's the later film because the CGI in Michael Bay films was brilliant, but the CGI in this just looks good as well. Is it just looks as good if not better? Yeah, it's probably just because the character designs are not as sharp. They're not as robotic. They are just simple. Mm. They're down to earth. But it doesn't make designs. the yeah. That is, and it's like I say, it's nostalgic because they look exactly as they did in the cartoons. Um, yeah, that's everything um, for Michael Bay. Now let's talk about uh, the writer. Uh, Christina Hodgson is... Uh, well, she's just a screenwriter. She's the one who wrote the film. And she was attached to the project before um, Travis was. Um, she was part of a writer's room that Michael Bay and a load of other people who were helming the Transformers series, the film series... They assembled a writer's room to come up with ideas for future spin-offs, sequels, prequels, any any ideas that can that we they could use for future Star Transformers films. Mm. Uh, and she was one of the writers in that was assembled in that writer's room, and she got the gig for this one, uh, a prequel. Or uh, we'll get to the, into that prequel aspect that, in that's a sec. That's going to be a part of the plot. That'll probably so. be the fi- That'll probably be the plot section. But yeah, we'll get to. Hang on a sec, but she's uh, done a lot of work. Before this, um, her two screenwriting credits, Shut In and Unforgettable, they've quite largely pan films. No one really liked those films. So you didn't expect, I wouldn't expect anything good from the writing. But I've got to say, out of all the films, all the films she's apparently wrote, this is probably her strongest screenplay. Yeah. This is probably her strongest, the strongest writing she's ever done for a film. Because after Bumblebee, she wrote um, Birds of the Prey and the amazingly long title. Yeah. Do you know the full title of the film? I don't know off by heart, but it's got... Birds of the Prey it? and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, yeah. I am a nerd. Yeah, you and are. She, yeah, so she wrote Birds of Prey, but she was the one who wrote the screenplay for The Flash as well, well the film we've seen recently. A film that we're going to probably review at and some we're going to touch on... Birds of Prey, film. I think, has a bare-bones script. It's quite... It feels like the first draft script. Flash is a bit of a mess. It's Whether a or not that's her fault or the a... fact that they keep reshooting it and they had to rejig it on the way like Doctor Strange, Marvel vs. Madness. That's for up to debate whether you think you blame her for the film's problems. Because she... I mean, although she wrote the script, she wasn't the one who came up with the story. There was a story from three other writers that she had to write a script for. Mm. So, yeah. But I think her strongest writing is from Bumblebee. What about you? Bumblebee. What do you think about the writing? I thought it was really good. Like, the characters uh, were given good arcs and, like, emotional depth and all that. And I did at the ending, I was like, oh. It was, it was a wholesome film. That's how I can describe this, wholesome. It is. It is a wholesome film. Um, this is probably the most light-hearted out of all the Transformers films. Yeah. It's the it's the most family-friendly. It's the only one I think is PG. The makes other, sense. Which makes sense. I mean, there's only one. The only other times I think it it really pushes the PG rating is when they say shit once, and um, Otis pukes, doesn't he, in the car? Yeah. So <laughs> apart from those moments, very family-friendly film. Otis. So yeah, uh, you don't have any strong opinions on the writing, other than it's good, just and yeah. It's wholesome. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say, really. 
I think that's all of my notes I wanted to say. I just that's all I could find on the pre-production and the production, everything about the background on the film that I wanted to talk about. So it's about the let's talk about the other aspects that we thought was good. I think we'll do plot and then characters and plot. then we'll, and then we'll end this off. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. Any other idea things that we wanted to say? And then just like the conclusion. Or also like any negatives as well. Um. If you have any. The f- the few criticisms. Few criticisms, yeah. Oh, God, I've only just looked at the time. I don't know if it's because we've been babbling that lot and we've had a few distractions, but we're nearing an a hour. Few. We've had several distractions. that were We've had, like, two distractions, but they've been long. Mm. But it's fine. But, uh, do you know what? Because I think... you could title this episode saying Review of Bumblebee and Updates. <laughs> yeah, I could just I could that, say that. And then that would make sense. Although, I think most episodes, every time we do an episode, we'll probably say, um, here's an update. You know, every, here's an update. Because the problem is, is that we did want to stick to a weekly... We did say we wanted to stick to a weekly schedule. We We're could start to... that in the future. We could. Unless we have... The only problem is, is that you're going to start. You, you'll have a few months off. We'll both have oh. a few months off. Of, you'll have a few months off school. I'm gonna be but then you're going to be in year eleven. Oh. I'm going to have to go back to uni, so we're not going to be able to have the time to record unless it's on weekends I'm when I come be, back. I'm, I'm going to be year eleven. Yeah, scary four, isn't it? Time goes by when I'm you go, get older. I'm, go, I'm going to be year eleven. Me. Yeah. Me. That's weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So we don't we we don't have that much time, do we? So you can't babble. We can't really stick. Sorry? You can't babble out of year 11. Fucking shut up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm having an existential crisis. Oh Leave my god. Um, yeah, I... Um, yeah, so we wanted to skip... St- this is something we should have said earlier, but I forgot to mention it. We did want to skip to... We didn't stick... Not skip. We wanted to, we wanted to stick to a... Um, skip over the main point of the A episode. weekly um, schedule. But we couldn't, because we've been busy... And I think the way we're going to... Pr- uh, another, We should have mentioned this at the beginning. We should definitely have mentioned it because I think it's less weekly and more when we can upload schedule. Yeah. Whatever we can upload, we'll upload. So that's going to be for now, as far as we know. So sorry about that. If you like, oh, I can't wait to listen to it next one. We'll promote the ne- when new episodes come out, but um, don't expect one every week because it's quite hard trying to... Record and set oh, up is, and stuff. It's very hard. And then having to publish it on Spotify, making sure it's all correct and the audio's good. Mm. Mm. So as we say, we're back to the plot. The plot. Um, I'll, as I'll mentioned, let, this is the sixth. This is the sixth, and we should. This is. I don't know. I wouldn't say this is the. I think this is the appropriate time to mention this. But as I said, it was the sixth live-action Transformers films, and it was marketed as a prequel. It's about how Bumblebee arrived on Earth, what he was doing in the 80s, in the years before he meets Sam in the first film. That's how it's marketed. And there's even a character in this film that's a very minor character. You only hear their name mentioned once, and they only appear in one scene. But apparently, they're a younger version of a character from the original films. Agent Burns, if anyone remembers that character. Um... So you think, okay, it's a prequel, but the problem is, and I, I know people will be like, well, actually, Michael Bay's films have continuity errors. That's true. He doesn't have a sense of con- Sometimes there'll be retcons between films, sometimes back to back, but I highly doubt that this is a proper prequel 
to the original series and more of a soft reboot. You could, if you squinted slightly, you could say, well, actually, they're all in the same continuity. And I wouldn't argue against you, but personally, I reckon this is the start of a new era of films. It's a soft reboot. Yeah. Because how this film ends completely contradicts how the... Uh, the how the world is. I mean, Optimus Prime appears at the end to see Bumblebee, yet he only appears halfway through the film in a meteorite sent to Earth in the original film. Mm. So that's a contradiction. And and uh, although Bumblebee becomes a Camaro at the end, like he is in the original film, the transfer as we mentioned the the design of the Transformers, the aesthetic is completely different to the. It's more cartoonish. Not that that's a bad thing. I love that. The cartoonish character designs is in contradiction to the gritty, hyper-realistic designs of the Michael Bay films. Yeah. So, the fact that people keep saying, oh, this is it's still the... It's a prequel. It's, this, this is happening all before Michael Bay films. No, let's be honest. It, they wanted to start fresh because they knew not many people liked the Michael Bay films. They have their fans, but... They're not good films. And especially since The Last Night Bond, you know, I think they would have wanted to start fresh. So it's a good thing along the way, if it started as a proper prequel at the start, but along the way they realised, we should probably change it. We should probably do We should probably make this its own thing and have it start the new era. Yeah. Which I think it's it's good they did because I'm liking this new era of... I am. Only two films in, I'm liking this era a lot more than the Michael Bay era. Yeah, same. But, yeah... So the plot is Bumblebee is sent to Earth to protect Earth from the Decepticons. Once he's established, you know, it's safe, he'll get the other Transformers to come. But two Decepticons who are after Bumblebee try to contact the Decepticons, let them know that this is where the Autobots are going to be. Let's ambush them. Which is a strong plot. And I think this is the one, the, my, my main criticisms for this film is that... The plot kicks in a bit later. It only kicks in about half the way through. We do have the villains... Towards the beginning, but they do appear, and they do say, "Okay, we're going to go after Bumblebee," and they are plotting. But for the first half of the film, as much as we enjoy the character development and seeing Bumblebee grow as a person, and Charlie, the main character played by Haley Steinfeld, grow as a person, as much as that's great, the fact that they're not aware that the villains are existing doesn't have a sense of urgency. There's no stakes. There's no stakes. It's fr- and you could enjoy. A indie film where there are no stakes and there's no, you know, for there's nothing pushing the fact forward. You just want to see some characters and good right, good character development. But this yeah. is a very IP-ish. This is a the instalment of a big blockbuster franchise. You having not having a a, a a plot like a quick engaging plot is. If you didn't have that whatsoever, that's very detrimental. But the fact that this film does, but it doesn't employ it until the second half of the film, it's not particularly good. Especially since if you don't have a plot, some people will get bored. Mm. And I know that that's probably the reason this film, not many people went to, as much as people say this is the best Transformers film, better than any of the Michael Bay films at the time, not many people went to see it. Not that it bombed, but um, it was. <laughs> you rattling. <laughs> I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to get all the uh, water out. Just like put it at the top of my mouth. Just, like, yeah, t- but um, not many people went to s- see this film. So, uh, <laughs> not many people went to see this film. Not that it bombed, but not many, as many people went to see it as they did the Michael Bay films. It's all out. 
which is, I guess, is because even though the Michael Faye films are bad and their plots are bad, at least they are happening. Bumblebee doesn't this... happen until the second half. Yeah. And even then, it's some contrivances. Like I say, this is Christina's right, best writing, but at the same time, it's not perfect. It's the best writing of the franchise and the best of her career, but it's not perfect. What about, what about you? Is there anything about the plot or story that you want to mention? I the story's just, great. I love the just idea the same of as, the story. Just the same as you, really. The yeah. fact that it kicks in a bit late is my only criticism. Hmm. Also, there, uh, another criticism I have is that there are a few tropes. It does feel a bit tropey. There are, I, guess it's, I guess it's because it's too homage to. It, it plays a lot of homages to certain films like E.T., um, uh, Breakfast Club. It does, As great as the 80s saying is, there are a lot of like moments where it's like, oh, you recognise it, you got your Leonardo DiCaprio, you're pointing at the screen. Oh, I remember this when I was a kid. You know, I love. Oh, it's the Breakfast Club. You it's know, like clicking and pointing at the screen. Yeah, just clicking and pointing at the screen. But apart from that, I, I overall I'd probably give this film a seven point five out of ten. Apart from that, I think I'd give it an eight. Hang on, we need to touch on characters. Quickly. No, no, no. Well, not wrapping it up. I'm okay, just saying that's just what I would do it overall. But yeah, eight I, out of ten for me. Mm. That's 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 my review. Eight out of ten. Yeah, um, so that's everything I've wrote on my script out of the way. There's other elements of this film that we need to talk about. I, I think we did talk about the action, but the action of this film is yeah, good. Yeah, the action's it? great. It's just it's on par with the Michael Bay films, I'd say. You will probably prefer the Michael Bay films because he does action well. Well, yeah, no, there's a lot but, more action in the Michael Bay films, but I think that the quality of the action is the same. Yeah, I would argue that, yeah, yeah. I guess it's also a personal taste. Do you love the bombasticness of Michael no, Bay? I don't or do you like, like how um, lower scale these films are and I how like, they're filmed I and th- how they're edited? I think the lower scale fit Bumblebee. They fit this film a lot well. Especially because it's it not is ambitious. The, especially because it is the first mm. one in the new franchise and also a prequel. Yeah, the CGI is good, the visuals are good great. as well. They're great. Uh, characters. Hayley Steinfeld's Charlie is the best character, the best human character of the, the Transformers of the films of the film series. A hundred percent. And it's played by Hayley Steinfeld in a great performance. She's great. She's the best. She's I think again best character, best actor, or best acting performance. Yeah. And Bumblebee, he's so cute. Bumblebee's cute. Bumblebee. Uh, he's I, he's like. Some people probably won't like the fact that they play up the whole innocent puppy-like personality. It can get a bit annoying, but... But the thing is, as Bumblebee's well... has always been one of my favourite characters of Transformers. But the thing is, as well, he's reason. not got a voice. He is... Also, he's experiencing... Am- amnesia, as well. He doesn't know who he is. Yeah. So, basically, he is just a newborn. And he's just curious. Yeah, he's literally E.T. and he's a fish out of water. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can't really have a go at like the fact that. But like he's... I say, it's like it's because of that. People, you may think it's a contrivance when he sticks his finger in the plug socket, and that causes the Decepticons to know where he is. You may think that's a contrivance, which I do think slightly. I do think it is slightly. But at least they try to make it work in the context by making him like be so curious, which I think it works mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, John Cena's also a scene stealer. The guy's always been a great comedy actor. I think with roles in the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, where he plays 
he's peacemaker. Un- he is underrated. I he's guess. shown more dramatic chops, and he's great as a dramatic actor. But most people most know it, mostly know him for his comedy roles, and he serves as solid uh, as a, a solid comedic actor. His comedic timing's great. Um, his character's decent as well, and even when he's being serious, this guy's pretty good. He's just he's got the build. He's the got ch- that. He's got that essence to him where I'm like, I wouldn't want to mess with this fucker. But he's just got the charm as well. He does, the, yeah. The Cena charm. Is there um, anything else? I'm sorry, I'm eating my hula hoop anything again. Anything else? <laughs> anything else? Is there anything else, <laughs> there anything else you want to mention before we wrap up? No, personally, no. Fair enough. Um, I think that was everything we, we wanted to say about this film. If not, fuck. <laughs> we could probably mention it if there's ever anything we want to mention as well we'll probably we add do... in the description we're probably going to do Rise of the Beast or well. we'll we'll do future extended cuts where we just awkwardly put in yeah. uh, later edited scenes we just at the end we just cut the outro from the last bit of reviewing we did which is awkwardly sticking a new bit where we just add more stuff on. I'll tell you what I'm going to have to do soon. If we're going to do films like um, the new Rise of the Beast and like, Across the Spider-Verse and all mm-hmm. that and The Flash, when they're still in cinemas, I'm going to have to do the spoiler warning alarm. I'll tell you what. Probably, yeah. That's the problem. Spoiler warning! That we still need to decide because... I don't know, because sometimes you could be like, okay, we'll talk about, not, we'll do non-spoiler stuff, and then we'll do spoiler stuff here, and you could skip that bit if you haven't seen the film yet. Yeah. But even then, I'm worried that I might accidentally say something that's a spoiler in the non-spoiler section. Because <laughs> we just babble, that's our problem. That is the problem, we just babble. We just assume that you've seen this stuff. Like, that's the re- at the beginning I said, I assume you've seen this film... And you're just here to le- learn about our opinions about it. Or and, if, and if you haven't, and you're just here because of the, the memes and the bants, hi. <laughs> I, can, I can see you right now. Right. So overall, what do you think about this film? How does it sit with you? Because you've, you've only seen this film and Rise of the Beasts. Which one do you prefer? Bumblebee. Bumblebee. But I think it is close. Hmm. I do, however, think that this is a great start to a future franchise. If they continue if it. If they continue it, which I think they will. I hope they stick to it, because as much as I think Rise of the Beast was a film too soon... Yeah, they used Unicron I hope, too soon. I think they used some elements too soon, as much as I still enjoyed it nonetheless, of this new continuity. But for me, it is the best live-action Transformers film, easily. Fro- close, mother, closely followed by Rise of the Beasts. I think, objectively, as much as I am a fan and of the original as, as much as you're film, blinded by nostalgia. As much as I love the first film for what it is, I think Rise of the Beast is better than that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's everything we've wanted to say for this episode. Do to... let us know if you've enjoyed it, and what you'd like to hear from us babble about in the future. Um, Did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, if you would like to hear us babble about anything in the future, future let us know if there's any other areas of improvement or aspects of the show you think could be uh, could be better let us know as well you could do that and give ideas for future episodes by messaging me on instagram at brooksy underscore 322
Brooks is spelled B-R-O-O-K-S-Y. And be sure to follow the Babylon Brooks' TikTok. It is on life support, but I might... <laughs> I might... I'm going to try... I can't... I, this one side of me is like, yeah, do it. This is going to be good for the podcast. The other side's me like... I don't but give a fuck. It's effort. It's effort. It's effort. Yeah. Uh, at Babylon Brooks's, that's B A B B L I N B R O O K S E S. I had to remember that off by heart. Was that first try? I think it was. Yeah, you did that quite well. I didn't have. Yeah. W. Yeah. If you think any of your friends or family members might be interested in what we have to say, let make, them know. Make sure to re- recommend it. Spread, spread the, the word. word. It's good for the algorithm. It's we good s- for the algorithm. And also, we need the views. Soon, I'm thinking of monetization as little as just maybe just one P. You know? Yeah. As, as little as one P, just for you to listen to us babble. I mean, it's not going to cost you that much. You surely have one P on you for, per episode or... Yeah. Week or monthly or whatever, we'll see. We gotta do. We got. We got earn from this. And if this you, is too time consuming. Yeah. If you don't, as much have as we penny, enjoy it. If you don't have a penny, I'm sorry. <laughs> you fucking losers. Oh, that, that was that harsh. Was a bit, sh- just sh- calm down, breathe. <sighs> sorry, I didn't say that. Was that, that I was. Sorry, I. I, I, I. You won't listen. I. I, I, I need to breathe. No. How dare you? Breathing's overrated. Thank you. You're welcome. Right, now let's finish the intro. <laughs> Not the intro, the outro. The outro. Anyway, this has been Babbling Brooks's. Once again, I'm Charlie. And I'm Sonny. Thanks for listening and be good people. <laughs>